yo, that was fast as hell. I, I literally just put the phone down. Talk about sense of urgency. Well, either way, the meals are hot takes and the Akai fire is burning. So, as your residential maitre d', and with the help of our very own exec cannabis colonist, <laughs> today's episode will be sure to satisfy. It goes without saying, adulting is hard. Like, level 9 CPU Super Smash Brothers hard. Like, off-white Virgil Abloh exclusive hard. Like, bottom of baby shoes hard. You get it. And with us here, as well as so many others, so is excelling at your craft of choice. But, like my mama told me, you gotta have the skills to pay the bills. So, rather than dive into the crafts of a special guest, Tone and I pay gratitude as we inquire on each other's self-gratifying abilities. There's also some delicious lemonade to be mentioned, I think. I can't really remember. Oh, shoot. What I do remember is your table is ready. So, let's get your party seated and those drink orders in, huh? Gather around, y'all. It's the Stu Chef Podcast. the body so does music to our souls but what fuels the individuals behind them well we're here to get behind the specialists find out their inspirations on their mindset and see the type of vibes that they create you're joined with us right here right now on the stew chef podcast this is your boy retroversal joined by my main man tone tone what's good what's up what's up in the building yeah that wasn't too bad that wasn't too bad i like that one (laughs) appreciate it uh man what's new in the hood dude Man, besides just being tired all the time, but you know, <laughs> it's hot as shit outside. It's, but I like the heat. You know, it gives me a chance to, to switch up the edible style. You know, like you, you go to lighter things, juices and, and muffins and, and, you know, the popsicles are brand new. So, but you know, these are just more fun things to do in the summer. You know, you can go to the pool with a popsicle. Ain't nobody going to say shit to you. You can't, True. you can't light a blunt at the pool. You know, people are going to start looking at you. You know what I mean? Depending on what pool you at. Yeah, and if they're not calling the police, they're definitely trying to get in our rotation, and you exactly, just don't know yeah. which is worse in these cases. Yeah, next thing you know, you got 26 new friends at the yeah. pool, but if you go over there and you bust out two bottles of juice and a popsicle, no one's going to come incog- fuck with you. Hell yeah, you can be as incognito as you got to be. Exactly, exactly. That. So that's why I enjoy the summertime, switch it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on your blue lemon, your blueberry lemonade. It's fascinating. It's delicious, too. Yeah, I think I'm going for strawberry, and then I had a um, the watermelon mint. That was that was the jam. Everybody was a fan of that, so I'm gonna bring that one back. I'm just out with it. I'm about that. I'm about that. Uh, well, I figured today, as we're keeping the stew chef rolling along, it's feeling. It's been uh, these last couple of episodes have just been like, it's been fun to see this thing kind of like come to fruition, and. Um, I know people, when they start listening, they're going to be like, who are these guys? And all this and the fourth. But uh, I guess, like, as craftsmen, 
a big thing that we have to do is just prove ourselves. Like, sure, people are coming to get your edibles because you, you know what I'm saying? Like, because they want to get high. But I think for me, what fasc- what brings me to you as a customer is just like the fascination of like the flavor profiles, the ideas behind. Like, we're not just doing a, a, a regular old brownie with walnuts. I'm talking infused peanut butter swirls in that bad boy. Like, just the kind of things that you. Uh, throw into your overall like product comes in from the skills that you've like developed along the way. Like when you say, yeah, I mean it's a uh, it, it it was a process when I first started. You know everything just tasted like taking a big ass bite of weed. So it was a it was definitely a, a learning curve to you know try to switch the flavor profiles and adding some extracts here and there to mm-hmm. to things you probably wouldn't normally add extract to, but. As it came along, you know, you got to a point, like, once I knocked that down, I was like, all right, now, how can we be creative? Like, you see what everyone else is doing. Everyone's doing the cereal bars and brownies and cookies, which is a staple because people are always going to want that. But then yeah, I'm like, sure. what, where do you go from there? Like, what's the next step? So then the juices came to me, and then it was popsicles, and, you know, I just did muffins, and I had a soup a couple weeks ago, you know, when it got cold for, like, a week, and then the weather switched back up on us. But, you know, it's just all about, it's it's really a trial and error process. That's that's best way I could describe it. Like, it's it's a lot of, God damn, what the hell happened here? And then, oh, okay, this is the right path, so. Yeah, I was literally thinking when you were about to say uh, it's a trial and error, I was just thinking about that error aspect. Like, how many batches of whatever do you think you've ever, not like, test batches, but like, literally like, oh, fucked up or wasted. Like, ah, oh, this is unsellable unedible i can't even this is straight there's there's been a a, probably more than i can count but what happens with those is they're not you know trash so to speak unless they get burnt or i cut everything out of it but it's more like those are the ones i give out to like the friends and family and i'm like here these didn't come out how i wanted to try these they're still they're usually all still potent but you know there's just it's a it's a different you know I hold itself to a higher standard, so I can't sell certain things. You know what I mean? Certain shit I'll look at, and I'll be like, mm. Like, it's certain things I wouldn't even take pictures of. I'm just like, here, these are out there now. Like, I'll let you guys know when I got some more. But it's, like I said, it's just a process. And, like, some things take longer. And anytime you do something for the first time, like the first time I did Cheez-Its, that was a very interesting process. And then it was... Yeah. I mean, just alone, freaking... Cause I've watched a couple videos, like there's this one, I can't remember. It's like the, she makes gourmet, um, she'll take a gourmet item or she'll take an item like a Cheez-It or a fruit gusher or a Twizzler and then make a gourmet Ironically, version. that's one of the videos I used to, that's when what I, I was, first made the Cheez-Its. What? My buddy actually sent me a link that's and crazy. I was just, and it was like, how do you make fancy Cheez-Its? And I was like, oh shit. I'm like, how do you even make Cheez-Its? Fuck it. Let's find out. Yeah, that cracker making process I didn't realize was so different in the baking process. Yeah, it's a it it takes a little bit longer. You know, what I mean, you got to rise the dough and all this other. There's a lot of a lot of aspects that go into it, and then like it's rolling dough and trying to make it all level and the same size. It's, it can be a lot, but when the product comes out great, it's worth it. 
Yeah, I shout out to her too because I've seen. I, uh, if they when you go back to the speaking to the audience and you listen to like I believe it was like the first episode we were talking about uh, the vanilla extract that I got from like the Dominican Republic, and um, that was the video. She was the lady who did the videos with. Uh, I'm gonna look her up, and by the end of this uh, episode, I'm gonna have her name shouted out so she can holler at us. But nah, her <laughs> cookie recipe was point point like. And the beauty of those was like, you, um, it almost has like this weird like wine effect where the later, the longer they sit, like if you put them in the freezer or whatever, the longer they sit, like the better, like those ingredients are able to kind of like just bind and, and mold yeah, together. Man. Yeah, no, it's I, a, it's a crazy pro. Yeah, it, it, it's weird sometimes because I've made like cookie dough for people mm-hmm. where my boy was like, hey, I don't want any cookies. I just want some dough so I can slice one off every great once in a while throw it in the oven and eat it for bed and i was like it's a fucking brilliant idea i never even thought about that but yeah just rolled him up a little thing and he was like yeah the first two were great but now they're fucking amazing i was like oh and he's had them for a couple weeks and i was like well you know they once that flavor just sits in there and just kind of marinates it's just like marinating something the longer it sits the better very much so yeah Kennedy, I just pulled her up on the first uh, video to, uh What's her name? Bon Appetit. Hold on, because you know YouTube ads and stuff. What's her name? Ta- no, that's, that's what she's doing. Claire. Claire Satit. Saffitz. Claire Saffitz. Well, we appreciate you doing your thug thizzle, Claire. I hope you get a chance to hear yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. You've, uh, you've definitely taught me a lot, so thank us. you without even knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And this one she's doing... Uh, gourmet takis and i'm not even a takis kind of person like what are the purpose of talk are they supposed to be like rolled up doritos specifically i'm not you know what i've seen those chips a lot and i just i don't really understand them as chips i don't i don't grasp the concept but a lot of people like them so you know they must be doing well they're still in the stores and shit so you know that's the only thing i can grasp from it yeah that's what i figure Uh, well you know to each his own um well I'm cooking over here, just trying to. Right, speaking of, to... of you cooking, so like when you started doing doing music and, and and producing, what was the what was the line for you? Like, where did you start with, and where have you felt like you've improved the most at this point? Man, I think I'm I'm when you asked that, I, I immediately thought back to the very first beat, and maybe I'll be able to find it at some point, but because I know I. I I um, made it into a, a MP3 or a wave, but I think at, originally I just kind of wanted to uh, to just get to make something, like make sense of the sounds that I can make, make sense of the program that I can use, and kind of translate what I had in my brain and put it on like a on canvas, and that that went well. Like it was just a matter of like, okay, I like. I, I have, um, I wouldn't say extensive, that's a pretty fucking big word, but I have, I, at the time I was at, it was in high school, so, <clears throat> so I had, like, my music theory knowledge on deck, because I had been taking orchestra since fifth grade. Under. That was my next question, I was going to say, did you, did you play instruments? You know? Oh, yeah. Because I know your brother, I know Drew said he was in the marching band, so I was wondering, oh, if you, yeah, were you in, uh, were you in marching band too, or? Yeah, 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 we, we, our mom played all, we're, me and Drew Two out of four, um, she made sure to put all of us into some type of music. Most of us started an orchestra, like in fifth grade, from under the same um, 
under the same teacher, rest his soul, Freddie Grace. And um, we uh, he did viola. I did bass. I think my sister had to do violin, but she dropped that. And band came around in sixth grade. Then it was like um, I got into, I did the the cornet, which is just like a smaller trumpet, but I stayed with orchestra, dropped out of, uh, or not dropped out, but just switched out of focusing on band and just really stuck in on orchestra. Um, and that bass, mind you, like I grew <laughs> with the size of that bass, like, you know, like the big ones. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm you got to sit down grade, on the floor. Heck yeah. Like you gotta. So that thing was your size life. when you started. <laughs> it was my size, like to go through, like even thinking about it right now, it's just thinking about from the first live performance we had in like the fifth grade and how I was just struggling. I almost pissed myself. Oh, that was funny. I had to, I had to go pee so bad. I'm pretty sure I did, but, um, thank God for dark pants. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, we played this, uh, it's very rare. You want to hear that, but I mean, in that case, that's the one situation where you're like, thank God. <laughs> Music essentials, um, had this, uh, that's like, or element essential elements. That's the book that everybody learns from. And that the, they had this one, um, uh, exercise or song that we played for the concert was happy blues and happy blues has the, it was our first introduction to blues, but for people who like aren't familiar but have subconsciously heard, like, it's the premise of most blues um, that you might hear in TV and film. And it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah, okay. What you hear on every time they mention blues on any major show. Yeah, it's literally that. So that's what we played. And I just remember that, like, in my head, I want it to be like, one of those cool bass playing, walking with the bass, walking down with it, you know, just <laughs> spinning around. And I got in trouble with that teacher. I got in trouble a lot when I was like in like the middle school and stuff, because that's what I would do. I'd be able to like my be able to spin the bass on the pin, just like one of those cool. Like, Stop spinning like, that bass. It's not Hell yours. You yeah. like, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But from there to like. You know, probably one of my few last performances after he passed my senior year, like carrying the bass onto the stage and just been like, because I kind of stopped after high school. I still kept up with um, music production as just like the lay of how I stayed close to music in that way. But man, I miss those days. Other than that, I play, I did play um, bass guitar because that's almost like you got to. If you play that, you play the other one. Uh, and I started that in sixth grade. I have a bass guitar now. That's like probably other than this Akai and a few other uh, midis that I got. That's like the only instrument instrument I got at the crib. Um, and then yeah, my brother, uh, my younger brother, shout out to him. He played bass drum. We both played in the community drum line. I played tenor, which is like, or tom, um, which is just it's cousin to like the snare drum, but also cousin to the bass drum. You use mallets. You kind of play it like a like Donkey Kong that's the best way to describe it <laughs> okay I mean as soon as you said Donkey Kong I was yeah. like I know what you're talking just, about I've seen that thing your job yeah. is just to yeah. beat the fucking shit out of it but um yeah that's about that's all the instruments I did play and then um I've been trying to learn more piano I'm trying to really soak up as much as I can as far as just like more theory than like instrumentation like i would love to play a lot of instruments and i think maybe when the time is right i think that's what we'll have i'll be able to like play more instruments but for now i've just been trying to get the the that sense of the information 
just kind of like in loop and in rotation in, in all of the skill, like chord progressions, all sorts. It's like, um, like chord progressions, uh, tempos and rhythms, and uh, arranging are three things that I've been kind of really trying to hone into. Also, it's, I mean, and that in comparison on the flip side, it's just like, because even I work on this at work, at work at the restaurant, but like knife skills, um, a mise en place and sense of like make sure that I have everything that I need uh, ready, mostly at the beginning of my shift. So that way I'm not, or I know when I need to get, knowing where it is and how to get to it as quickly as I need to, even if it's either calling a chef. Because I've had, I've run into instances where I've, told someone on sides or someone next to me like hey i need this especially chef this pisses me off a lot more when it's from my chefs i guess and i'll tell you why i'll be like hey i need such and such from the back let's say i need sriracha mayo and then they go back and then they're just like i don't see it first of all just real quick as a former chef if i if i tell you it's not there then we're out you know what i mean like because in my mind as a chef you should know like, I touch product in there every single day. Like, I could find shit behind something that fell down. I'd be like, it's back there. It just fell down one level lower behind the thing over there. Yeah. It's, and that, uh, and that we makes are sense. in the hood, people. Sorry. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and that really does make sense. I'm like, anyway. Uh, but it doesn't make sense if I'm asking you to get something that I literally had my hand on at the beginning of the shift, put it somewhere where I know it would be visibly accessible, and then I've seen people, I've seen people, I've asked people to go get something. And, and instead of coming back to me and saying that I don't have it, I've literally been like, where'd they go? I go around the corner, they're starting to make it from scratch. I'm just like, no, you didn't look hard enough. And that, and why wouldn't you come tell me at least? You know what I mean? That like, part, hey, I couldn't find it. I'm going to go make some real quick. Don't just be gone is, for 30 minutes and you're like, uh, I lost this guy. So with, with your music... How often would you say you switch your styles up? Because music is just constant and ever-changing and just ever-progressing, and there's always a new method of, or, you know, I'm not even sure what the terms are anymore, but there's always something new. You know, auto-tune is big, and then, you know, it's trap drums, and so how do you progress with it, or do you? Or do you just, like, kind of stick to your style and say, this is what I'm doing? Like, when I did the edibles, I started off just old-school pot and butter and regular shit, and then... Mm-hmm. All the technology came out and it was like, oh, let me buy this thing. And and I had a lot of the equipment and then I came to the realization that, you know what? I liked the way I was doing it before. I could see it. I could touch it. I could stir it in the pot. You know what I mean? So for me, the old school method, just regular ass basic pot and butter and, and letting the shit go slow and steady for a long time. Temp it every, every couple hours to make sure it's not getting too high and, and move yeah. on from there. Because even like piggybacking on that, that I've seen like uh, the the simplest form of like making can of butter like with just you, you can throw you can throw the uh the the butter in throw the weed in throw a little water in let it boil boil you know do it like that and then i've also seen people who have gone through and like all right we gotta get the lesser thing we gotta sprinkle it over the weed after we grind it put it in the green let it roast and then we gotta put this at this temperature we gonna double boil it and i'll be like god damn it turned to breaking bad real quick I'm in this it's, well it's funny because i've had so many people approach me and tell me this is what you should do and i'm like you, you're buying these edibles from me and you're telling me well i'm like well go make your own if you got if you got such a strong system like 
Like they bought the magic butter maker and everyone's like, oh, I'm gonna, everyone's going to make edibles now. And then, you know, they're into it for like a week. And then they're like, you got any butter tone? I'm like, didn't you, didn't you buy the thing? You literally just did it. So, like you to have, so you didn't have to do this anymore? Yeah. But to go back to your question, um, I'm just kind of like, the beauty for me, I guess, is I like to, I, I make what I want to hear. And I kind of don't stifle myself to just the genre of like hip hop or electronic music. Uh, I kind of listen to a lot of different things. So I kind of have my hand in like making whatever is that. Like I'm trying to get a fucking like within a, I won't say a, uh, uh, I can't think of the word, but within the time frame that I'm going to like actively being doing actively do music, like I'm going to do like, I got like ideas for like a punk album that's fucking stupid sick. I want to do like like some classical fusion type things. I want to do a lot of different things, and I, it just it pays to kind of just keep your ear on a lot of different things. So I kind of I like to just make what I want to hear in the element of whatever it is. Like again, there's my first few four on the floors or like house or or. Not techno, techno's a whole thing, but like my first few tracks that were like like kind of housey club, and it, it was just like, ah, cool, this is how I think that sounds. And I wish I could find one. I don't know if I can. I think it's called Dumb House. Let me see if I can find that shit. That should be crazy. How often do you go back and listen to older beats that you've made? Is that every like time a I every time I do a session, regular thing that yes, you do, sir. like you know, if you sit down, do you just go back and look through, and you're like, all right, let me. Or do you even pull one of those out and and say, hey, let me let me let me add something to this, or you know, let me speed up the tempo, or or something along those lines? Yeah, like um, I think I get in the process now very much. So to start a session, like if I'm getting ready to go in the lab, I think I like to start my sessions with creating something new as like a drill to kind of like keep myself up on and then I'll do uh I'll go back and listen to old projects and try and fix on them and hopefully like get something get a little closer to finishing them and then I'll probably end up with doing something new and a lot of cool a lot of like I love to it's one it's probably the bane of my existence as as a creative but I love when I'm in a project and I'm pulling up these different instruments or VSTs, virtual instruments, and I start trying to find a sound for that particular beat. Um, I find a sound. I can't. It doesn't fit that particular beat, but I fall in love with. It. I'm just like, oh shoot, this sound crazy. Then I'm like, oh, it would sound like I start messing out a whole different melody. Uh, back in the day, I would just like <laughs> make a new project, load up that same sound, and make a whole new beat out of that, or go ahead and start doing that. And it would be crazy if I'm in the process of doing what I just did and then that cycle and then all of a sudden you, you make something new out of what you just did alright or or I'll end up finding another sound but I'm like oh this don't sound like this then it sounds like something else and then I'm restarting that whole process again like that's why there's so many unfinished projects <laughs> cause just being able to I, I get real fascinated by I think like if I boil down like my like my purpose it's just like i'm a super fan of shit like a super fan of stuff like i'm a nerd for anything that i do like like if if it's something cool to me i fucks with it and i don't mind putting that on for other people um or for myself so when it comes to like producing like if i'm just like stuck in 
whatever this idea is, I'm probably not going to let it go. I'm probably going to stay in it. It's going to loop for a while. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to kind of like just, you know what I'm saying? Like not leave that feeling that it that it's given me. That's, you know, I, I don't really have a style. I just kind of do whatever that, that fits that. And I, I guess it I like that you use the, the term uh, what's fascinating because that's, that's how I like base the edibles now because yeah. after a while I just got, I got bored, you know. How many different cereal bars can you do? Come on, man. You can buy every single um, cereal bar. In yeah, the, you know, every single know. cereal in the god darn Walmart, but it's still just the same it's still cereal, a cereal bar, butter. Marshmallow. You know, yeah. And that's like, what it is. So, like, for me, it's it's scrolling through my Instagram and going, ah, this shit again. And then sometimes I just find myself, like, on Google just, like, chocolate. And then I'll just see, like, a million things come up and I'll scroll through. And sometimes it'll take, like, an hour or three or four hours and I'm just like, eh. Or I'll see something on TV and I'm like, I bet I could put weed in that. Right. And that's like my next goal and mission. I'm like, all right, how do they make it? They made it like this, but I want to do it like this so I can add this. You know what I mean? So that's a, it's a whole, like I said, it's the fascination that really gets me. It's like, oh, okay, I can do that. Like, I know I can make this like that. Like I said, ice cream has been another thing I've been dying to do, but gotta wait till I get a, more, a little more counter space there's enough appliances in my house already true it's, it's, yeah, getting, I, it's getting a little hectic it, man you're gonna have one of those sous vide things next time I come over here you're gonna have all of the equipment it's gonna look like a damn that's another thing that uh, a lot of people have been telling me is, the, is to sous vide it just uh, put the weed in there with the butter bitch. and just put it in the sous vide and let that shit sit for Do like eight hours you know yeah. cause I mean, I got people who use a slow cooker and they just set the temperature and then you know go about their day and come home and take it out. And I'm like, huh? That's kind of what these magic butter cook uh, these what are these magic butter cookers are. They're like part slow cooker, part like they also grind the product up for you. They do a lot of little things, but it's funny how like again nobody they'll get it and then it's just like because ah, it's not even the process is what gets a lot of people. Fucked up, like they forget, and that's it takes, everything. It takes a while, yeah. It's yeah, not. It's everything. not like something you come home and in an hour you're like, you got all right, let's shit. make cookies. Like no, no, this shit. It's and for me, like I'm low and slow, and that's why I, I had the machine. I had the Levo, which is like the fancy magic butter maker. And I use it like three times, and I'm like, man, this shit is taking me longer to do it with this than it is to do it the way I was doing it. So I just I ended up selling it to one of my friends, and I was like, go ahead, go out there and, and do your own thing now. And now he comes to me and hits me up like, hey. I just made some edibles. I want you to try this. And I'm like, sure, buddy. Like, why not? Like, but everyone can't. It's the consistency is what it is. It's like, I could tell when you did it once and then you haven't done it for like six months and then you come back and you're like, I made some cookies today. And I'm like, mm, I'm going to give your cookies to someone else and see if they're good. Yeah. I like that word that you just use. It's, fuck, it's the fucking consistency. And that's what people... Like, I struggle with that in a lot of different areas, but I know that when it comes to knowing how to be better at whatever it is, like, you're not going to get there without consistency, like your trial and error. Like, again, like, you could tell just by the taste that this dude probably ain't made edibles in a couple weeks, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, you, can, you can clearly taste it, like, especially right, it's right away, too. It's not even a little bit like... I ate a chocolate bar a couple of weeks ago, and it just tastes like I ate an eighth of weed. And I was like, God damn. Like, I'm like, all right, well, you got the chocolate part right, but shit. The flavor is just is very off. <laughs> Whoa. 
but what I was about to say, I like the handsome rambler. Dude, just be making these weird freaking with the sounds and stuff. Everything when they be doing their podcast, I like that. But um, no, um, the the but yeah, it's it's you can tell that in any industry. You know what I'm saying? Like I could listen to, I've made hundreds of. I've made like probably close to a thousand beats. Well, what do they say? It takes uh, it takes ten thousand hours to master, to master something. something. Yeah, you know I mean? so I, I feel like I'm I'm close. There, me close, too. Like, but I'm not quite. You know what I mean? Like I'm not quite there, there at the yeah. master point. And I feel like can you really ever master something as long as there's always room to grow? You know what I mean? There's always something else to figure out. There's always a next step to take. So ten thousand hours. I feel like then I could just be like, all right, now I can turn a profit on this. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I feel like I've been getting closer and closer, and I think with because I know I guess one of the differences in like our two different lanes of art because I, I what you do with the edibles is a fucking art form. I've had to really make myself have the confidence to continue to keep getting good at it versus like something like yeah you might fuck up on something. But, Ultimately, if you can get the product down, you can get somebody to buy it. You can literally re-up and... There's, there's always up. somebody out there. That's you know what I'm saying? You know, seven billion people right. on the planet, and you're always going to figure out someone, someone out there's going to be like, that looks amazing, or that for sounds great. And you're going to be like, sure. yeah, here, I made this just for you. You know what I mean? Like, this is exactly what it is. But I've been... At, there's been times where I've just been, like, trying to find, like, what it is that I'm not doing right, whether it's not making what other people like or... Um, just feeling not as confident in my own style or like maybe putting in, trying to reach that a thousand hours, getting to 99 and being like, fuck, I still got 900, nine, 990, no, 900, 9,900. I'm an arch. It's the darn lemonade tone. Hey, 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 you know, I told you, once you start drinking it. <laughs> but yeah, those other 9,900 in what one hours and I'm like fuck man I just don't want to continue but um but I feel like that's a normal yeah. part of the process like everyone I'm sure gets down on it at some point in time but I feel like it's always the it's the passion that brings you back like I love fucking making edibles one of my favorite shits to do so for you know even if I fall off it or I'm not doing it as heavy for a while like something will spark one day and I'll see something on TV or I'll be looking at a recipe and I'm like I'm going to make some dope-ass edibles tomorrow, and I'm going to do this, this, that, and the other thing. And then, like I said, it's that it's just that one little moment where the passion comes back to you. And then, but always, like I said, it's a passion, but it's a, I think it's a passion that keeps you consistent. It's the wanting to do better. It's testing yourself. And in most cases, with most things, especially artistic-related, you're generally your own worst critic. So you're always going to be like listening to your own music and being like, I could have done this better or I could have picked up the tempo here or I could have took this out. Yeah, I mean, which is why I understand why like a lot of artists will make their own music because it's just like, why try and like make that relationship with somebody happen when you can just kind of make that, uh, let's call it creative literacy work for yourself. Like I, I know how to make my own beat. I know how... Uh, I know how to write a song based on, you know what I'm saying, write my own songs or knowing what songs sound like. I don't need people to write the songs. I don't need people to make the beats. I don't need people to tell me how to engineer it because I can do that too. But uh, ultimately, I mean, like you need other moving parts to kind of help you. Now, 
I know it sounds crazy, but what were we even talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm keep that. I'm gonna keep that ass. in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna keep that, that in. That lemonade got your ass. Like, That's what we're talking about. I was on a roll, and then I was like, "Wait a minute." Well, I saw what happened. You just you got you got into the music real quick, and I saw your yeah. head go down, and I was like, "Oh, he's in the zone right now." You so. know this. That's why, that's why I'm here to keep you talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Because I start to see once you start getting focused, you zone out. And I'm like, hey, hey, over here. We, we, still, we still on the podcast. Normally, we have other guests here. So while you're in the zone, I could, you know, yeah. fill it in with someone else and chop it up. But, you know, it's just just the two of us today. Well, yeah, you know how it go, man. I mean, it just ain't no monkey. Ain't, what, how, how the saying go? No monkey going to stop no show. One monkey don't stop no show. Several monkeys don't stop the show. I'm not calling my guests monkeys, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I all of y'all. Please just, come just be on the show. Just putting that out there. We still love like, you anybody all. Wants no, to, oh, no one's a monkey out here. Oh, yeah. We got an Instagram up, too. Shout out to the Instagram. Thus do chef pod. No underscore. All one word. All lowercase. Thus do chef pod. So, you know, um, I think we're going to have to go live one of these days after the show and tell the people to pull up on us uh, to answer, get their questions answered, you know, a full-blown full blown interaction type hey, of thing. Hey, if we do that, I'll definitely have edibles out there. The first couple people to pull up will just get some free shit. Hell yeah. So, you know, there's a little motivation. If you, if you want to get high out in public without being stared at, just go out and eat these cookies and you're going to be all right. Yeah. Well, let's uh, take a quick break. Let's see. We might have a commercial after this. We might not. But we're going to come back uh, after we get some bills paid. You know what it is. It's your boy Retro with Tone. We're here on the Stew Shop Podcast. Beat sounds dope, right? I know. I made it. That's not what I'm here for, though. Then again, we'll circle back before we're all done. To all the fans rocking, here's how to lock in. Spread the word that the Stew Chef Podcast is where it's at. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, The Stew Chef Podcast. And also, be sure to visit this website to hear episodes and shop beats with yours truly. Zygatex.com. This is how you spell it. Welcome back. You already know what it is. Your boy Retro. Who we got else in here? Nobody but me and Tone. In the shadow of me and this lemonade that I just had. <laughs> it's been crazy, bro. Some good ass lemonade, guys. I gotta find time to get some. Um, but nah <laughs> during the break, man, while we were getting ourselves situated, we were talking about um like what's been going on and I know state, you asked state me state of the world and how crazy yeah I know you, what was funny was you asked me hey you keep up with the with the NBA finals because we're in the finals now and this is getting recorded and I'm like yeah it's uh, such and such team I said the Golden Golden Bridge you team said the Golden Gate I said man yeah Golden Gate team <laughs> Like, my bad, it's been a minute. <laughs> but I'm like, man, what was I focused on? I was like, nah, dude, at this time that we're recording this episode, shit, it's been fucking crazy. So many shootings. I know I don't like to get on my on a political soapbox to be like, you got gun safety, this, that, and the fourth, but 
there's just been a lot, man, between Buffalo, New York, and uh, Texas. The, the, I didn't even know where in Texas. Texas. I just know it was in Texas. And yeah, man, you would like to make a Texas, or I would like to make a Texas joke, but that is not the time. Yeah, it's, Texas yeah, joke. it's just it's not right funny now. at the moment. At right the now. moment, no, it's right. really not funny. I'm gonna keep making this while this is happening, but Texas still. is uh, they're they're like their own country. They don't care. Yeah, they, on they their don't care. But and I read that the dude just turned 18 and bought two AR-15. Yo. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yo, like, if I had a gun store and an 18-year-old walked in who just turned 18, I'm probably not selling you the gun. You know what I mean? Like, mm, you need a couple more months on this shit first. I mean, like, go sit them on it. You got to go. <clears throat> but it's a, it's a legitimate thought, though. Like, like we were saying earlier, like, yo, we think about that at work. Like, what if... Right. Like, like it, a disgruntled employee or just, just somebody walked in there who we turned down one day and decided... Like and that's something bitch that the fuck out. crosses like, my mind. I mean, not anymore. I work daytime. Shout out to the daytime crew. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, just, just me <laughs> and I mean, those been niggas. many nights where, you know, I mean, I've seen like the back door here it open, and I'm like, oh shit. I'm you like, man. Shit, I've been seeing some people quitting and, and talking shit. I'm like, remember, I was nice to you. Like, you know, what I mean, just let a warning shot off before you come in here. But yeah, man, I mean, I just, it's crazy because like, I'm, uh, I'm in a relationship right now that came with a child and, you know, I'm raising them as like an extension of myself, whether or not, you know what I'm saying? That's mine or not. Like, cause the joke is, you know, that's, yeah, yeah, not, that's not my kid, it's but not that's my kid. Yeah, but that's yeah. some step kid, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's inherited. Step daddy, yeah. super man, exactly. yeah, yeah. baby, raise your kids better than your old daddy. Respect me. Hey, that's what you better respect me. I love that kid though. But um, I was just thinking like, damn, these kids nowadays are doing active shooter drills. Like, yeah, and like I was saying, like it, you know, what? I mean, I'm older, but it's like, and like I said, I had fire drills and like the like bomb threats were like a big deal. If there was a bomb threat, that was like holy shit. Like everybody get the fuck out of the building right now. But I can only imagine. Like you got kids younger than us, no war experience, going through PTSD from from gunshot wounds and school shootings. I just don't I guess like just down so um I just I really wish that we also as adults did drills too because like again I never know if like somebody decided to come through to the restaurant that I work at and just be like oh you wouldn't let me get a tomahawk bitch and just start you or know even saying? like someone just having a bad day and just decides you know what I'm just gonna walk in here and, and open fire you know what I mean, and that's that's the, that's the crazy part of the world we live in is that that's a thought that most people think. You know what I mean? You're at work looking around and someone's making a scene. You're like, oh shit! Like, like we thought one time in Florida I was working a job, and I swore, well we all swore, dude got fired and he just you know he fit the profile, man. Like he was wearing a long coat and goth attitude and he came in and got his check and he came back into the back door he kicked the back door open he was like by the way and like three of us just dropped down and he was just like fuck all of you i'm fucking out of here and we we're like oh thank god i'm like was that it i'm like shit i thought it was about to go down like For real. i i mean i'm i don't have a gun i plan on getting a gun i think with I, my favorite gun joke right now is the Chappelle show with the book. Uh, not Chappelle show. The uh, his one of his uh, last specials where he was talking about the. Uh, 
the buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. When he said he had to get a rifle, he said he had to get a rifle because there was a white man. After that, buckshot, buckshot. And I'm like, I never thought that. I guess I was kind of naive to gun safety because I just thought, you know, guns kill people, but necessarily guns don't kill people. People who are disgruntled with guns kill people. We're idiots with guns. Yeah, I mean, but, well, it doesn't help that it's easy as fuck to get them, but you know, true. that does not help either, but I guess Chris Rock had a joke a long time ago, and it, it fits the bill today, like, ridiculously. He's like, fuck gun laws. He's like, we should just make bullets $10,000 each. Yeah. I He's like, if one bullet was 10 grand, he's like, you know how mad you had to be to save your money to get that 10 grand, to go get that bullet, to then blow it? He's like, after you made 10 grand, you'd probably be all right with yourself. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. yeah this joke no is more. like 10, 15 years old, but I'm like, yeah, I'm like, be. you know what? Maybe that's what we need to do. They don't need for get me, all man. the guns you want, ammo's going to cost you. <laughs> I, I, shoot, I know if I... I remember I had a friend who came home from, I was about to say the war, he didn't go, he didn't serve in the war, he served uh, somewhere in California, I don't know what branch, but you know, um, he was showing me some gun safety, and uh, I, have you ever been like, it's it's almost like, and I, I don't want the show to get kind of crazy or dark or anything, but it is what it is, it's kind of like, you ever been like, as a child, remember like, having such a big responsibility like okay like say if you were like the, a, a, a kid who was a ring bearer and you're just like all right i just gotta focus on not dropping these rings yeah, yeah, yeah. little little you know it's tied to the same but you're in your right. mind you're like all like, right this right is, as long as you know you don't moment. tilt the pillow you don't run too fast you keep be aware of your surroundings it's just like the rings are gonna stay on the pillow and like for me with when you have like a, a gun in the room loaded or not it's just like Somebody gonna get shot. It's not gonna be me, but it's like the guy's just gonna go off and start shooting if I'm in this room. By first and foremost, I've been in that situation multiple times, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, we've had several instances where the gun has gone off. Oh, I can see what I mean. Several like, okay, saying. And I guess I gotta thank my instincts at this point and how I was raised, because like I remember the first time it happened, we were in Florida, we were like 16, 17. My buddies got his gun, he's waving shit around, and I'm looking at him, and I'm sitting on the other side of his room, and I'm like, you know what? Let me stand on the same side as him. And that's all I told myself. I was like, he's waving that shit around. I should be next to him and not in fire range. And I shit you not, I sat down like two minutes later. Boom. Next thing I know, I can't hear shit. We're looking around. He's yelling at me. I can't hear nothing but fucking ringing. And I'm like, oh. And I look over at where the hole is. And I'm like, hey, I was standing in that vicinity. Like, I could have definitely got hit. I could have been it's, it's shit. It's happened a couple times out here, too. One time my buddy just dropped it, shot a hole in his fridge. I was like, how you gonna explain this shit to your wife, bro? He was like, listen, we told my wife the fridge broke. We start getting a new fridge. I said, all right. Like, I just, yeah. I mean, because I know, like, the only time it pleases me to think of, like, handling a gun is in a fantasy situation of, like, the end of the world or the zombie apocalypse. Either one is just like that's my favorite a little more believable. Is the than, zombies? That's, I'm waiting on them. 
That's what remember when everybody like, thought that was cool. Like my friends vex. who have a million guns, I'm like, yeah, when the zombies come, I'm going to your house. Dude. You like, remember that's, that's what people thought was gonna happen with the vaccines? Everybody's gonna turn into zombies and shit. I, my cousin still won't get his. I don't know if he got it or not, but I remember the last time there was a family function, he just came through and was like, "So y'all gonna let them turn y'all into zombies?" Like, what is? We haven't even done the prayer for the I food like yet, bro. What are you doing? A percentage of people that are just waiting on zombies and they're not gonna let it go until they Government get. Gone. They just get at least one zombie. I feel like we get one. Everyone will be like, "We told you," and then we can move on from there. You know, keep living our lives. Yeah, because I, I think that's how it is. Because now UFOs are a real thing. I mean, they've always been a real thing, but now the government kind of is like, and so, and they just kept on, you know, ruling that the world. My, that was the like that the, was that hilarious. was uh, the highlight shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like I was watching the news and it was like, yeah, UFOs are real. By the way, there was a child trapped in a well. I was like, wait a minute, I'm like, <laughs> we wait, just what? Go over this. We're not gonna talk about this. I was like, so y'all just gonna skip right over UFOs right over, and then just go into the next story? Like they Harlem shook all the way across that and shit. And the whole shit is no one even people were like, yeah. I'm like, yo, doesn't that raise like a million questions with Area 51? Like, how many UFOs y'all got? Like, so eight or nine of them in there? Is that where planes came from? So like, I feel like this. it's a lot of shit that we just developed all of a sudden. I'm like, well, we went from dial-up to 5G. I'm like, yo, something. Somebody knows something. Somebody has to be on somebody top is, of it. Somebody's cheating somewhere, yo. And whatever these, these technology just, is in these movies that are that don't exist, like y'all. Keep that shit to yourself. Area 51 is real and these places exist. I mean, this technology exists. Holograms that's, that's and stuff what I'm like saying, that. man. I feel like yeah. that's the best way to hide shit. The, if, you, if you're just thinking, maybe this could be some stoner shit, but if you just think like the Tupac hologram was not the first test on a, on a, holo, a successful hologram, guys. No, not even close. Not even remote. No, and that was for Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even, we're not talking government shit. Like, I'm sure oh they're having hologram God. meetings with 30 motherfuckers in a room and then, you know, they just hit a button and everyone disappeared. It literally be looking like the government and, and the Avengers and shit. Yeah, like, you, know, you just wave your hand and everyone's gone. And like, all right, right. This, this is what we doing now. Everybody on time in a meeting. This nigga went into the bathroom. He just put it, the first part of his suit on and fucking boom, boom in the meeting. I swear. Yeah, we watch this show where there's a wristband and you just tap it and the phone pops up like this on your wrist. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I hate to say it, but I fucking want one. You know what I mean? I'm like, shit. Nah, I think hands down best technology I didn't see so far in the movie was the uh, technology from Black Panther. Wakanda's on, on it. Wakanda's oh, yeah, on yeah. it. Like, I mean, the they, beads you know, and they just what? pulling out beads and they're like, this is communication. Here, yeah. take this. This one's for bombs. You know yeah, what I'm saying? This is transportation. What's this one do? Spandex suit that you can't shoot bullets through. I'm like, yeah, this, they're definitely doing it. Oh, they're kicking <laughs> they're ass and different taking over there. names, yo. Kicking ass and taking names. a good segue technology what do you think uh how much more do you think the music technology can change going forward because i know i can tell just from cooking in restaurants as long as i have the equipment level is getting different shit does more one thing does five things now so i i can only imagine what it's like on the other side of the board all right i will answer your question with a very small amazon wish list for myself all right, so <laughs> first off, most recently, and I most recently there has been the stem player. Have you you seen that? You heard about I'm that? Not even now. I'm so very unfamiliar with the, the stem production player side of music. Came out with, uh, I think 
Kanye partnered up with this comp this technique tech company and they made this little device it looks like a, a, a Bluetooth speaker like a little Bluetooth speaker with a pill face on it but these all right, so where you see these things that are light, lit up, yeah, yeah, they okay. control a different aspect of your music. I.e., with the Donda player exclusively, they're all touchscreen and they all folk. Uh, they're all uh, you know, like a little scroll, like so with light. this with this thing, you will be able to get rid of vocals. You can get rid of the bass. You can isolate different instruments so instead of having a giant studio set up you can have this thing and a couple other items and then yeah and it does it with there. certain music yeah you can really you can what they made it for is anybody can have the same um the same technology or the same they can anybody can mix their own music or mix music if it, if you know what i'm saying not you don't have to be an engineer to mix music that was that what that was for and i was like oh they fucking the game up with that one um, and that's just a taste right now. I'm sure that's just a, just a small, small like. Yes. Because I'm sure if he just dropped that, he's probably got some shit that's better. Then they have, and I love like with uh, Artifone. Artifone is another one. They have a bunch of different handheld instruments where you don't even need um, like essentially what I have in front of me. The Sakai Fire is um, is set up like a sequencer, and the sequencer. Within its name is literally just a uh, a pattern builder that you kind of make in sequences. So I can make different drum patterns because all the lights, I mean the buttons, are all built on a grid. And if I push a button, it'll activate a sound in con in uh with the the tempo of the the beat or whatever. They have instruments that don't even have like you take a key and you just kind of wave it over it and shit like that like you can control seen, it by I've just seen it on you i've seen it on youtube before. yeah I, I didn't know what i was looking at but i'm like this looks dope i just don't know there's so many different i wouldn't even know where to begin and i don't think it's getting any because i know uh the artist what's her i can't remember lady name she did the song hide and seek with um imagine heap i think that's her no that's not her name is it i can't remember anyway uh she did that song hide and seek and um she performed it with this instrument that she was able to like she had like a glove on and she was able to isolate different aspects of oh, her voice i've seen that too I've, i have seen that with uh, that, with that the gloves but i just imagine that's something it. like you know you got to be a different level of rich to even like again like the coachella holograms and yeah. shit like that like nah man this is shit that's i mean it might be a couple bands but shit like it's it, you know what i'm saying like they they make it accessible and if it's accessible i want it you know what i'm saying yeah no i mean it makes sense <laughs> like i feel like in cooking it's just really now the te the techniques people are just coming up with so many new ways to, to cook the same shit <laughs> yeah ain't nothing new under the sun no, you know, there's only so much different kitchen equipment you can have, but it's just like the it's the creativity behind it, really. It's combining flavors and, and doing shit like that. It's not so much heavy technology based. You can do the same shit with a wood fire grill that you can do with a broiler, you know what I mean? It's just Exactly. You just gotta, you know, you gotta be able to figure it out. I remember the day I turned the oven into a steamer by just putting a pan of water in there. You're just like, oh shit, I blew my fucking yeah, skull yeah, it's, open. It's little things like that. And I I feel like a lot of this shit got discovered like on accident. Like someone left some shit in somewhere and they were like, oh, this tastes delicious. Like, let's do that.
got a request on the beat. That's that's my next thought process. Okay. I want to hear. I want you to do like a reggae, like a reggae beat. All right. Let me say this bad boy right here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't gonna have you do it now, but like I was just oh, thinking, man, like, I'm definitely just fooling around. I'm gonna definitely yeah, yeah, see what like, I can do right let's, here. Let's get a little reggae esque. I'm gonna some start like with old the school drums. Sean Paul with a little Bob Marley in there, or something like that, or. Let's see what we got here. Because, yeah, I mean, I do reggae not difficult or anything like that. It's Nah, it's not. I mean, it's... It's, it's again, like I think we was saying in one of the other episodes, it's all about tempo. If you know the drum, like how the drums sound on it, then you can't. I don't, but I know who do. Unison Drum Monkey, which is a... Uh-oh. <gasps> I forgot the eye lock at the crib. Damn. I don't know what that means. It's cold. <laughs> that, that means you can't use what you want to <laughs> that's use. That's cold, why I can't like. use what yeah, I want to use. That's what it sounds I was like, the eye lock. I'm like, hmm, this sounds important, but I don't know what an eye lock is. I don't do... Just a guitar flip. Well, yeah, let's take a quick break, real quick, and then we'll come back, finish this out, and then, uh, you know how it is, people. It's the Seduce Chef. place to be with my friends you and me okay i'm bad at this but it's okay the lemonade's wearing off oh <laughs> welcome back to the stew chef i'm your host uh, retro I'm here with my man tone yo yo i'm just in here chilling tone wanted me to make reggae beat so i found this sick ass reggae yeah, sample yeah. and i'm about to fuck it up i feel like every week i'm just gonna issue a little challenge and see what you got you know what i mean just to it's a little too happy though i think i'm gonna make it a little darker by changing the man, I, I like good times reggae man this reminds me of getting high <laughs> why you think just give me the light was such a hit okay and we'll just uh why give me the light was such a hit that was a dope one though I wish the people could see how in the zone you look right now. Ooh, yeah. 
Sometimes I just start humming along with it like I don't know how I'm gonna make it. <laughs> I just be like, oh yeah, this sounds like some shit. Well, I guess I like to hear this process because I hear the sound you start with and then I hear all the individual sounds. And then like, it's it's just, it's very different for me to hear this side of music, you know what I mean? Especially when you're just adding one sound in for, for a second to see how it sounds and then you're like, all right, now you add this in, but I'm listening to all the layers that you're putting in and I'm like, oh shit, like, all right, this is... Like I said, it's a different aspect of hearing the music for me. Yeah, I like... It'd be like if, if you brought regular people into the back of a kitchen and they saw what was going on. They'd be like, yo, this is, this is how you be like, yeah. I think I, I, I regret not spending more time in the kitchen with like my moms or my grandmas or my aunts too because this is definitely like... I mean, when you, when you think about food, like, when you think about food, especially back then, it's just like, all right, cool, put it in my stomach, I'm good. <laughs> but we don't ever care about, like, how, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, you never, like, before I got in the industry, I could say the same thing. Like, I never really was worried about, you know, what was going on or looking around the restaurant. I'm like, hey, what the fuck's taking so long? Where's my food? Now I can walk into a restaurant and be like, this shit's going to take a while. Like, I hope y'all know. There's 300 people in here. It's probably seven guys back there cooking, so... saved right yeah of course so at the end you know at the end of the season i guess we could say you're also gonna have the mixtape out yeah the goal is to have um now when we talk about mixtape we talking just instrumentals like for other artists to get out there and put some on or are we gonna have some artists actually rap on the beats and release that as well that is such a good question to you know what I mean so you have like to. side A and side B or a double disc mixtape where it's like here's all the beats this is what the artist did with the beats I think I want to do a combination of like putting beats and full blown songs with artists on the compilation but also create like a beat tape solely for that purpose so people just have access to them by themselves I don't know I'm definitely like somebody's these may no actually everything that we're making on the show is, is gonna somehow make his way back onto the rest of people so I'm excited about that too but um I don't know man I'm, I'm waiting on an artist who's gonna come in and start cooking with us yeah like I said it's just a, it's a matter of getting people here I feel like Tuesday and Wednesday is a weird day to just, you know, <laughs> have people come in and, and hang out for a couple hours, but it's definitely more geared toward restaurant life. Tuesday and Wednesday could very well be most people's weekend. 
Yeah, I need. We, if only, if only I had the beautiful privilege of not having to come in on, uh, uh, not have to do nights like you, man. I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. Oh, it took so long to get there. I don't even know if it's worth it. Just, just finish out the nights and blow up this podcast. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just, it's, it took so oh, long, man. man. I really just got to a point where I was like, I'm too tired to keep doing this shit. Like, I can't. That and something about getting out of work at nighttime make you need a drink. Just almost every night. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, let's go get one. Which turns into seven or eight. I know it's been a long time since I worked nights. I went to the alley the other night. I just walked past it and I looked and I was like, ugh. All these people, they look dirty and smelly. <laughs> I was all clean and showered. I'm like, nah, I ain't going up there. You want to hug me and touch me? <laughs> you sound like Michael Shea. Like, I touched uh, this homeless man, grabbed my hand, and then I closed it. But I didn't want to open it because I didn't know if fungus was growing. Like that's. <laughs> but that didn't be like that. Totally. Homeless people be crazy. And I be wondering about that. I'm like, are they crazy? Or do they just want us to think they're crazy so we leave them alone? I think it's like a mixture. Of- I feel like it might be. I think it's half and half. I think some of them are just brilliant. Just walk down the street screaming and grabbing shit from anywhere, and no one's gonna bother them. Like, fuck it, I'm not getting in his way. Especially if it's a really big homeless guy. I'm like, mm, it's not worth it. It isn't. I wouldn't. Mm-mm. Miss me with that. Peace. I'm good, officer. Uh, or it's your, it's, hey man, this your, this your curb, bro. I'm just passing through. This your park bench, bro. I was just walking by. Hey man, if, if I'm outnumbered, I cross the street. Like seven or eight of them, I'm like, mm, no, thank you. I want to live. Let me, uh, let me cross the street. I'm not trying to get robbed. Let's tell this fucking story later on. What's, what's worse, being robbed from, <laughs> being robbed by gunpoint or being robbed from sympathy? Like, <laughs> ain't, that, ain't that some bullshit? You know? Like, you know what? I'll take gunpoint because sympathy, you could walk away, but you just feel, you know, you're like, ah. Man, for real, that guy is a bitch. Here's the thing, that's got to be authentic. You know what I mean? Because I, I got a lot of the guys and it just sounds too rehearsed. Like, they, they come up like they're reading, like, a, I feel like I'm talking to a telemarketer. Hello, sir, how's your day going? I'm a veteran, and I'm like, nah, 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 dude, that, that sounds like bullshit. I need that, hey, man, I'm fucking hungry, or my favorite dude, he just rolled up on me, he was like, listen, I got a dollar and 33 cents. He's like, I need 75 cents to get a beer. I was like, you know what? I gave that motherfucker $3. I was like, go get two, homie. I respect your honesty. <laughs> Thank you. That reminds me of, what was it, Jada Kiss's, uh, why? Like, why lie? I need a beer, son. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I get that. Like, you ain't got no goddamn kids. Ain't no more frustrating than when I offer them food and they're like, I want their shit. I'm like, listen, motherfucker. Like, take this goddamn food. The homeless aren't bad, but they are bad. You know what I mean? I don't know. I've been like, there's places where it's way worse. You know what I mean? Like, they're aggressive. I feel like in North Carolina they're pretty it's pretty tame, you know what I mean? They're not not running wild out here, you know what I mean? Except for the one night Devin got stabbed by a homeless guy, but you know that Wait, was Wait, which which Devin? Devin from Ruth Chris. Damn. He got stabbed one night. Damn. 
Damn, I'm gonna have to get him on just to freaking talk about that. <laughs> wow, man, this, these homeless motherfuckers are bold. And I'm trying to figure out like where homie even get a knife from. Who that? Oh, can't even. Should have called it. Um, but man, oh, there you go. That's your reggae beat. I'm gonna call this reggae fatone. I like it. I like it. It makes me want to smoke a joint, so I feel like you you did the right thing. Well, speaking of that, let's go ahead and end this bad boy so we can do just that. Um, thank you guys again for another amazing episode of the Stew Chef. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Stew Chef Pod. That's the Stew Chef Pod. Also coming soon, Twitter. Um, you can check us out also on uh, the Zygotex website. That's let me spell this without the beat so that people can hear Z E I G I T E K Z. That's Z E I G I I-T-E-K-Z Zygotex.com which is the uh, umbrella or the parent creative parent of uh, the Stu Chef Podcast uh, Killerverse on Guy which is the music production agency that we also have Uh, definitely have a lot of different artists uh, and other individuals in that bucket so if you want any more information on how to get involved whether that's sponsoring an artist or you know trying to point people in the right direction go to that website and check us out Stank fire though But uh You know It's been And it's going to always be With R to the 3 We're getting good at this child It's on the episode 3 bro So we're getting good at this But uh, anything you want to say to the people Shout out to uh, uh, What team you trying to see win the finals I mean let's Let's definitely see Golden State win it I respect all you Boston fans out there But y'all want enough Y'all had Tom Brady for like 20 years man Like y'all want enough Just let us have something <laughs> also check out my Instagram at it's a stoner's paradise for all your edibles needs wants and whatever the hell you're craving just shut me out yeah for sure for sure well it's been another e- great episode and we can't wait to see you guys next time on the Stu Chef Podcast peace